ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Economics. Joining us for a look this week at business and finance news is the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder. Ian, good evening to you. Welcome to Nightlife. Evening, Phil. Good to be here. Great to have you back for another big year in business, as they say. Uh, Power prices. Paying your power bill in recent years has been a painful exercise because power prices went through the roof uh, for the last couple of years. And we're all, you know, softened up by the power companies and softened up by ministers, too, for saying, you know. But since then, of course, in recent times, wholesale power prices have collapsed. Mm. But I got my power bill last week. No change. Mm. Still hefty. And you were happy? No, I wasn't. No, I wasn't. And in fact, I've been meaning to ask you about it. <laughs> so what's going on? Well, our power prices as consumers are pretty much determined uh, each year, once a year, hmm. um, by the energy market regulator. And they are determined based on where they see power prices heading into the future. So, you know... Um, whether there's going to be a shortfall in generation, whether there's going to be a lot more people demanding a lot more. Um, and Hang a whole... on, explain that again. You mean I pay for power based on someone's... Yep. What? Yep. That's, Re- that's only one factor, really. Um, Why don't I pay for power based on what it costs the power companies to produce the power and send it to my house? Well, you could. Uh, and in fact, apparently there are a few people out there who go directly to the market and try and price in their own power. It would be quite technically difficult to do, but you can hmm. do it. Um, but look, one of the great problems, I guess, with electricity and electricity markets, it's a very complex market because uh, the retailers buy power off the network, off, hmm. off the grid, and and the ch- price changes every five minutes. That's so right. they are buying power every five minutes off the off the grid, and they're selling it to you on a long term contract price. So you sign up for a for a deal, uh, and you sign up at a pretty much a specified price for a, at least a year, and possibly sometimes even. You more. mean you agree on what a kilowatt hour? What, how many kilowatt yep. hours? You're, and you're, they say we'll charge you this per yep, kilowatt that's hour, right. and that's the deal. Yep. Even though they may. They may make money on that. They well, that's right. I mean, they might be. They will definitely lose money at some points, right? Where they're they're buying power off the grid and at a, at far more than they're charging you to deliver it to your house. Hmm. And so there is that mismatch between what how they actually pay and procure the power. Why the do they sell it? Why do they sell it like that? Why don't they just sell it to you? Why don't they buy it and sell it to you and send you a bill for what it cost? Well, you'd be cutting out the middleman, wouldn't you? <laughs> Somebody wouldn't be making money. No, no, but well, doesn't a, lot make, of, doesn't... a lot of people do like, um, I guess, a, a stable price. But... They do like to know that how much they're going to be paying for it. You know, there are a lot of people, for instance, who put uh, you know, fixed mortgages on their properties, right? Hmm. So they they wanted to. Fix yeah, but most their people don't. Most people have a variable rate mortgage. That's true. Um, and but interest rates aren't as. Uh, um, I mean, if, if bananas if bananas aren't being produced in such numbers, the price goes up. Yeah, but the price I don't, pay, I don't buy bananas based on a long term prediction of what the banana cost is going to be. That's right. But the the price of electricity can really gyrate wildly. And I mean, mm-hmm. this week we've seen uh, the shutdown of a major power station in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm not sure exactly what the cause is at the moment, but uh, it's one of the big ones there that has shut down. And so we're likely to see power prices spike by a factor of 100 or more. And so if you were paying on a daily basis for your power, um, you'd, you'd possibly end up costing a lot more than you, than you probably mm. think. So, look, it's the way the system works. Okay. Look, but, just, but getting to the, to the, to the nitty-gritty here, we were, we were told there was a worldwide energy crisis, yep. the invasion of Ukraine was part of this, and... Uh, and the big power companies were given permission to raise prices by more than 40% over two years. Yep. And we were told this is to cover the costs and uh, there were also, was also network uh, difficulties and, and so on and so forth. But there is no energy crisis anymore. Not, not anymore? Uh, not, like, not anymore, not by a long way. The nope. wholesale electricity prices have plummeted. Yep. They're way down. In fact, they're, uh, you know, it's gone from about $250 a megawatt hour mm. back in uh, midway through uh, 22 to the end of last year down to $60 a megawatt hour. So mm. that is a, that's a collapse in electricity prices. That's and a four-fold four collapse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it's done, AGL reported their, uh, their profits last week. Uh, a fourfold increase in their earnings, in their core earnings. Well, who's right? surprised by that? Well, no one, because it's you and me and the listeners out there who are actually paying for that. Exactly. We're the know? saps who've, uh, yep. you know. So the margin has been widened by the by the regulator. I mean, they did lose a billion dollars the year before. So, you know, it's, it's a fairly uh, wildly gyrating market there. But uh, they do seem to have themselves under control. And thanks to the work of the regulator in, in pushing up those prices, it is a delayed reaction though, right? So... When coal prices really went through the roof after Ukraine and after Russia invaded Ukraine, um, energy prices spiked mm. around the world. Coal's a major ingredient into and gas into our electricity generation, and that's why the prices rose. But you would expect now, given that coal has collapsed, the coal, price of coal has collapsed, you would expect now that we would be seeing um, some price cuts to electricity, and the market regulator will announce in early March. Uh, a, a preliminary assessment of what its default offer is going to be for the year ahead. And, you know, I would have thought we'd see some pretty major cuts, but apparently we're only going to see prices remain as high as they were. Why? I mean, that's, 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 that's outrageous. Why? Well, for a couple of reasons. One is, as I said, they look ahead to see where our generation and consumption, what the patterns are on those. And as we switch out of coal and into more renewables... Coal is actually switching off faster than we're building new renewables to take the place there. That's, that's true. So uh, there's also been a, um, a delay in the transmission from a lot of renewable uh, operations. So you've got to build new poles and wires across a lot of land that a lot of farmers and a lot of communities do not want built. So there are delays in, in actually delivering the power from where it's produced to where it's going to be used. There's other factors as well here at work. More than half your electricity bill is not just the cost of the power. It's the cost of getting it there. So because we're shifting from coal uh, to renewables, the renewables, the, the, the wind farms, the solar generation farms are all in places that will generate the maximum amount of power. But that's not where the old coal-fired generators were. Mm. So all the existing infrastructure that we had is actually starting to be become more and more useless, and we have to build more and more infrastructure to to make up for that. And the infrastructure accounts for about half your electricity bill. So one factor is that there is, as I said, we've got uh, the energy market regulator suggesting that we're going to have a shortfall in generation in the years ahead. So they're going to keep pr prices steady in that 
point. And then there's why, the infrastructure why, why, why cost. Does, why, 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 does that, why does that produce more generation? It doesn't. It doesn't, no. Putting more, putting more profits, putting free money into the hands of the pockets of the producers doesn't produce more generation. Well, it's even more galling when you think of the way the market is structured the, and the mm. concentration of power, well, you know, pardon the mm. pun there, but the concentration of power amongst a handful of companies. Mm. You know, um, when our, you know, all of our electricity generation and um, supply um, was, was essentially in the hands of public ownership until really 20, 30 years ago. And state governments around the country have gone out of their way to, to flog it all off at the maximum price. And in doing so, they allowed a couple of big companies, uh, Origin, AGL and Energy Australia, to not only be major producers of electricity, generating the actual power, but they're also dominant in the, in the mm. retail field. So how can you have... Imagine being a, an independent retailer trying to come up against the likes of one of those giants that are producing the energy and selling it at competitive mm. rates, and you're trying to break in to be, a, uh, to be a retailer. So the market is very much skewed in favour of the producers, and particularly these ones that are producers and retailers. Mm. So, and then as a, as a result of that, we've got all of these um, official energy market operators and, and uh, you know, regulators on top of it trying to, trying to control this. The ACCC is going, has, over the years has gone crazy trying to figure out how best to, to have a market that works well. How would you disengage this? How would you, how, how would you pick apart and, 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 and pick apart the relationship between the generators and the retailers? I think it's too late to do that now. You'd right. have to, you know, I mean, they own both. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Alinta is another one. It's the fourth one, but it's hmm. way smaller than the others. I mean, between them, the big three control about 60% of the uh, retail market in, in the eastern states. That's right through Queensland, right hmm. through to South Australia. So they own, they dominate the market there. Um, you know, and then there's the rest of it. It's really the rats and mice of the, of the hmm. electricity industry. So it, it's a concentrated market. It's highly regulated. Um, but, you know, it's power that has has really driven a lot of the electric, a lot of the inflation problem that we have at the moment as well. I mean, if you recall, it was when that invasion took place of Ukraine that really global inflation started to ramp up, and then, you know, as it did, interest rates rose, and then as interest rates rose and power prices rose, the regulators dumped more price rises on all of us, which in turn fueled higher inflation readings and in the, in the official numbers, mm. which then prompted more in, you know, interest rate hikes. So it's been a, something of a disaster, really. Yeah, there's no, there's no, I mean, wholesale power prices have collapsed, as you say. Thermal coal prices have collapsed. Yeah, down 60%. Yeah, which means that uh, even though coal generation doesn't have much of a future, it's cheaper to run right now than it was. It was. Year or so it ago. is. Yeah, yeah. All and, of the, all of those plants are running. Their life is running mm. right thin, and and the, a lot of those plants are breaking down very very often. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So the the short answer is, despite the fact that uh, that the spot price for power has collapsed. Mm. You'll still be paying the same. Yeah. You and I will still be paying the same. Yeah, there used to be an old saying on stock markets that you know you go up the go up the stairs and you know come down on the fireman's pole or something like that. But it's working the other way in the electricity market. Prices suddenly skyrocket and then they don't seem to shift. You know, they're just staying up there. And of course, 
in the longer term, you would hope that once all this new infrastructure is built and once all the uh, batteries are in place and we've got you know energy storage systems, not just batteries, but you know other things as well, once that's all done, that power prices will come down. But uh, history would seem to suggest that we just seem to be on the, uh, on the receiving end of... Uh, we, we just cop it in the neck every time, really, mm-hmm. don't we? Ian Verinder, always good to talk. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. You've been listening to a Nightlife podcast. For more great conversations about the issues that impact you, as well as features on travel and food, head to the Nightlife webpage. You'll find it at abc.net.au slash nightlife. You don't need to be a night owl to enjoy the nightlife.